Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be, as well as take a look around the NHL. Today is Wednesday, May 12th. And today's sponsor is Locker Room. Download the app and join me this week to get in on the action. Locker Room, changing the way we talk about sports. This morning, we have a guest in the uh, recording studio, joined by uh, six-year-old Henry. Can you say hi, Henry? No, he will hide under a pillow instead. Uh, Today on the podcast, we will talk about last night's regular season finale where uh, the lineup was made up of mostly Providence Bruins and, uh, excuse me, just take a brief look at what we learned uh, during and after the game in advance of game one against the Washington Capitals, which will take place on Saturday. Before we get to that, let me remind you to please do smash that subscribe button if you have not already. Each new episode will be automatically added to your podcast feed for you to download, listen, and enjoy. If you could also rate and review, that would be very much appreciated. If you're on Twitter, you can follow the podcast at LO Boston Bruins. And if you are on Instagram, it's at Locked On Bruins. You can find me, my dad jokes, and hockey tweets at Ian C. McLaren on both platforms. Now, the Bruins last night in their regular season finale arrested so many of their regulars, including Brad Marchand, Patrice Bergeron, David Pasternak, Taylor Hall, David Krejci, Craig Smith, Sean Corrali, Charlie Coyle, Matt Grizzlick, Charlie McAvoy, Mike Riley, Brandon Carlo, Jeremy Lozon, Kevin Miller, and Tuka Rask. The lineup was made up of mostly Providence Bruins players, and... Uh, they put forth a very strong effort, losing 2-1 to one on a Washington Capitals goal that was scored with, I believe, 1.8 seconds remaining on the clock. Curtis Lazar was the lone goal scorer for the Boston Ruins, and it was kind of funny because after the game, he said that he didn't know 60% of the lineup until tonight because of having just arrived about a month ago from Buffalo and not having yet been in contact with many of the guys who are down in the AHL. So uh, very unique circumstances. I was asked on Twitter by my brother-in-law, Mark, how this was even possible. And basically there is a window uh, during which the regular season was supposed to take place in which uh, salary cap and uh, compliance and all that was to be, uh, you know, all on the level and because this game was outside of that scope the Bruins were able to take advantage of that loophole and ice this lineup uh, there were some strong performances in this one Jack Stanika, Oscar Steen uh, Jeremy Swayman certainly he made 30 saves uh, but ultimately surrendered that final goal uh, Curtis Lazar like I said was the lone goal scorer that came off a terrific feed from Jared Tenorti at 10-11 of the second period. Head coach Bruce Cassidy said he thought the group played better as the game went along. Guys had a little more conviction. He tried to encourage them that, hey, they belong here. It's a good team they were playing against. The circumstances were a bit unique. The last game of the year, resting up for the playoffs. 
For some of them, might be the last game that they play. For others, if they have a run that they want to have, then opportunity may knock for them down the road in the case of injuries. So just put your best foot forward and... He thought they responded well as the game went along. Some of the younger guys got a little more comfortable, which is normal. And again, Cassidy was particularly pleased with the way that Jack Stanika played. He had three shots, two blocks. Steen had a team-high six hits. Cameron Hughes had three shots, three takeaways. And he thought uh, Lazar, Tenorti, uh, Kampfer, Chris Wagner, those kind of veteran guys uh, played well too. Uh, studs in particular played with some conviction and tact steen was one of those guys that as the game went on got more comfortable uh, sway was steady in there he said debrusque has been playing better as well which bodes well as we near the playoffs uh, nice to see curtis lazar get on the score sheet cameron hughes a very competitive smart player did a good job not particularly big or strong fast all those things but he's an effective hockey player, smart, in the right spots a lot, and liked his game. I thought uh, Zach Sedition played well, um, and yeah, it was just encouraging to see some of these young guys come in, not be scared of the moment, and just play as hard as they could, and they almost were able to get that one point at least, uh, but that late goal sunk the Bruins. Uh, some injury news, Jacobs Borrell left in the second period with an upper body injury and did not return. He hasn't played as much following the acquisition of Mike Riley, um, but he finished the year with 9 assists in 42 games to go along with an even rating, 18 penalty minutes, averaging 17.03 of ice time. Kempfer, Wagner, and Nick Ritchie were Boston's alternate captains in this one. Ritchie finished the season as the only Bruin to play in all 56 games. Uh, Trent Frederick was also very physically engaged throughout Mixing it up with Zidane Ochara and Tom Wilson. In fact, Frederick and Wilson were giving, given matching 10-minute misconducts at 1.49 of the third period. So the Bruins finished the regular season with a record of 33-15-7 with 73 points, earning the third seed in the East Division and a date with the Capitals in the first round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh, they're going to come home, or they probably already are home, having a day off today. They'll practice Thursday and Friday before traveling back to D.C. with their full complement of players for Game 1 against the Capitals on Saturday night. Scheduled start of um, 7.15. To wrap up last night, a couple notes from Bruce Cassidy's post-game availability. He confirmed that Jeremy Swayman will be Tuka Rask's backup for the postseason. The rookie goalie was huge over the past five weeks putting up a record of 7-3 with a 9.45 save percentage in 10 games while filling in for both Rask and Yaroslav Halak. Cassidy said he has earned it. Obviously a tough call with Yaro and his experience. He's just played more down the stretch here. Swayman has some of that was out of circumstance. Tuka got hurt. Yaro went into COVID protocol. Uh, and there's quarantine, and for goalies, it's a little tougher to get thrown back in. It'll take time for Halak to get back up to speed. Swayman grabbed the ball and ran with it, so that's the decision there. But it could change as they go along if Yarrow gets more reps in practice and gets back up to speed. But right now, Swayman's done everything they've asked. He was solid last night tracking pucks. Last one was a tough one, went in off his head from below the goal line. 
probably happens once a year and happened at an unfortunate time last night. Um, elsewhere on the injury front, Charlie Coyle, who missed the last four games of the regular season with an upper body injury, is expected to be ready for game one on Saturday night. Andre Kasha, who left the first game back from an extensive injury on Monday night in the second period with an upper body injury is a question mark. However, the good news there is that Cassidy earlier in the day uh, said that the issue that took Kasha out of the game the other night wasn't necessarily related to his concussion, but more conditioning. Uh, so perhaps he was winded or, uh, you know, he took a hit from Nick Liddy that he couldn't bounce back from quickly. Not necessarily concussion related. So that is very good news. And he remains a possibility to play at some point in the playoffs uh, if he's able to get his conditioning up and uh, if there's a, a vacancy in the the roster will get a better idea later in the week as the team practices what the line combinations would look like. Um, I think we'll see something similar to what we have seen uh, with the new look third line of Richie Corrali Coyle, fourth line of DeBrusque, Lazar, and Wagner or Kuhlman. Uh, but we'll get a better idea of that as we get into uh, practice here later this week. Before we move on, another quick word about locker room. This episode is brought to you by Locker Room. It's the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with me, other fans, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. I'll be hosting rooms for Locked On Bruins once a week throughout the playoffs. You can join in on the conversation you listen to here every day. All you need to do is download the free Locker Room app now, currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, join the NHL group for the latest league updates, and follow me at LockedOnBruins to be notified when my room goes live. I know you won't want to miss it. I can't wait to hear everyone's thoughts on the Bruins. I'll see you there. Keep it tuned to uh, Twitter to get uh, updated announcements on when I will be going live. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. What is your favorite Built Bar, I ask? Did you know that Built Bar has nine delicious flavors, plus the occasional limited time flavor? When you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their favorites. If you don't know them, well, you're missing out on coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. There's something for everyone. And if you haven't tried them, you can get a mixed box where you'll get two of each of their nine flavors. Now, Built Bars not only taste good, they're also very healthy for you as well. Most of their flavors have around 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Now, over the course of the rest of this week, I'm going to be collaborating with the host of Locked On Capitals. Uh, her name is Amy, and we are going to record some preview content that will air Thursday and Friday. But I just wanted to uh, point out a couple things as we head into the playoffs. I was asked a quick mailbag question the other night some uncertainty about how the playoff format works. Basically, as we know, it will be a uh, one versus four and two versus three 
within each division to begin the postseason. So that means the Pittsburgh Penguins will take uh, on the New York Islanders in the first round, and our Bruins will take on the Capitals as the third seed going up against the second seed. Bruce Cassidy on that said, uh, you know, we've got a tough opponent in front of us, but so does Washington, so does Pittsburgh, so do the Islanders. It's a tough division. May the best team win, and the Bruins are preparing to be that team. The good news is they're healthier than they've been all year. That's a positive for the Bruins going in, and hopefully that pays off. Now, once we get to the Final Four, uh, it won't be a traditional uh, Western Conference, Eastern Conference matchup. The four teams that advance, one from each division, will be reseeded. And so they will be, you know, one versus four again, two versus three. So it's possible that the Bruins, if they advance, could play a team from the West or from the North or from the Central. Uh, it all depends on who advances and what the, uh, you know, result is in terms of the final standings for those teams. I hope that clears things up and, and you're uh, more familiar now with the format. I did want to mention... The Bruins, since the trade deadline, are one of the best teams in the NHL. Now, they did play uh, a, a large amount of games, uh, 17 games, which is tied with Montreal for the most up to today. They earned 25 points, which is tops since the trade deadline. Again, that's based on uh, points. In terms of point percentage, they're sixth in the NHL at the moment. They scored a second-ranked, uh, 58 goals in that time. Only Minnesota scored more, and they allowed only um, 32 goals. So in terms of goals for per game, since the trade deadline, they rank 6th in the NHL, 3.41 goals allowed. They are tops in the NHL with only 1.88, uh, which uh, is better than the New York Islanders, who are at an even two. Uh, so very encouraging numbers there for the Bruins, and that's without a very effective power play. Their power play ranks 16th since the trade deadline. Penalty kill ranks 12th. Uh, so if they can get their um, special teams going, they really have a shot here. In terms of shots on goal, they rank 2nd with 36 shots allowed. They have uh, the second fewest shots allowed at 25.5. So they're scoring a lot. They're defending well uh, since the trade deadline. And, you know, I say every year that it's important to look at not the roster on opening night, but the roster heading into the playoffs. As Bruce Cassidy said, this roster is healthy, which is great. And it's also reinforced. The big questions coming in were, uh, the left side of the blue line, secondary scoring, that's been addressed with the addition of Mike Riley, and of course Taylor Hall coming in, uh, has a huge trickle-down effect on the lineup, and of course we'll get into more of this as we get into the preview content, but the Bruins, I believe, are well-positioned to um, have a pretty good run here, and I wouldn't say I'd be disappointed if they didn't make it out of the East, but... I probably will be disappointed if they don't win at least two rounds here and come out of the East. Won't be an easy road for sure. There's two, three pretty good teams here in the East that they'll be up against. Um, but the Capitals coming in pretty banged up. And, you know, I'm going to say right now I'd probably take the Bruins in six at this point. 
Um, but again, we'll preview all of that going into uh, the weekend. A couple more quick mailbag questions here that were sent in this morning. Yuso Kokianainen at J-U-P-S-U-H. Do you believe the Bruins have the chance to go on a long Stanley Cup run? Uh, and you know what? I really do. I think this team is better than in... 2019 certainly up front that year of course they got some luck with uh, Columbus beating Tampa Bay but uh, all things considered I do think they have a great chance of coming out of the east not sure of course like I said earlier who they would play coming out of the east uh, but I do believe they would have a good chance against any team that they're matched up with that they're very strong uh, up front certainly one of the deepest Bruins forwards groups that we've had in a long time and um, I do think that they have the ability to hang defensively they've shown that all year there were question marks about the defense but they've been a very strong defensive team from top to bottom I mentioned the stats since the beginning or since the trade deadline but when it comes to all season long uh, they are allowing the third fewest goals among all teams Vegas, the Islanders, and then the Bruins tied with the Avalanche at 2.39 goals allowed per game. Uh, their offense has struggled at times, but since the trade deadline, like I said, they've been one of the top teams in terms of goals and shot production. So at both ends of the ice, it's a very strong team, and I do think they have the chance to go on a long run here. The other question comes from Drew. Kronowski at Intent Offsides. Given the way the team has looked post-trade deadline, give us your expansion protection list. It's a bit tricky up front especially, but be reminded that pending UFAs do not have to be protected. Uh, Vegas has an opportunity to negotiate with them. If they're signed by, oh, sorry, not Vegas, Seattle, uh, they would be that pick. But guys like Taylor Hall, Mike Riley, even Tuka Rask, don't have to be put on the list if they don't have contracts as unrestricted free agents. So Annette, Rask, and Halak, both unrestricted, so Vladar likely to be protected. Uh, Jeremy Swayman is exempt from expansion. On defense, I'd expect it will be Charlie McAvoy, Matt Grizzlick, and Brandon Carlo. Uh, that would leave Jacobs Borrell, Jeremy Lozon, and Connor Clifton to be exposed. Uh, and then up front, it's a bit trickier. Uh, you have... Bergeron, Marchand, and Coyle, they require protection because of no movement clauses. David Pasternak obviously will be the fourth forward protected. And then you have a group of Jake DeBrusque, uh, Nick Ritchie, Craig Smith, Trent Frederick, who will require protection or be exposed. I wouldn't think that even if the Bruins are willing to part ways with DeBrusque that they would let him go for free. Um, I think Trent Frederick probably, uh, that's a tough one. Craig Smith, Nick Ritchie, Trent Frederick, probably Ritchie would be protected seeing as how he has become so ingratiated into the roster. Um, so I would probably think of those guys, it would be DeBrusque um, and Frederick. Ritchie protected, maybe allowing Craig Smith to go uh, unprotected. Uh, because of his age, uh, he's got a couple years left on his deal, uh, but I would be uh, disappointed if he were to be selected, seeing as, um, you know, he's 
played so well on the second line. Uh, so maybe they do not protect Nick Ritchie. Um, and that would make a Taylor Hall extension more likely and, and put more responsibility back on Jake DeBrusque. So up front, it's a bit murkier, but that's kind of how I see it uh, shaking out at this point. Before we get to some news and notes from around the NHL, a little word about Wealthfront. If you are looking to invest, it can be very complicated. Whether you're a beginner or you've been investing for years, Wealthfront makes it easy. They have the right tools for every portfolio. They can create a portfolio of globally diversified, low-cost index funds personalized just for you in minutes. No manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on preferences you control. They're trusted with over $20 billion in assets, and you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL. All you need is $500 to get started, and you can grow your wealth the easy way by letting Wealthfront do the work for you. To get your first $5,000 managed for free for life, go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL to get started today. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action you can get all the latest news odds and info for all your sporting news including the nhl nba major league baseball nfl ufc and mma before the next game begins head over to bet online on your laptop or mobile device and create a free account signing up today you can receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using promo code LOCKEDON. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the games as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts use promo code LOCKEDON for that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Let's look at some news and notes from around the NHL. A spicy matchup will take place in the North Division as the Maple Leafs will play the Canadians in the first round, the first time they've met in the postseason since 1979. How hilarious would it be if the Canadians were to knock off the Maple Leafs in the first round? That sets up a Winnipeg and uh, Edmonton matchup also in the North Division. I think the only matchups remaining are in the West. No, those seem... Pretty Well, I guess Minnesota could theoretically take over from Colorado if they win their last two games and Colorado loses, but it looks like it'll be Vegas-St. Louis, Colorado-Minnesota. Uh, those will be very fun games to watch as well. Some more on Jack Eichel. Elliot Friedman reports multiple sources said his exit interview with the organization was quite contentious. It's believed he's exploring an artificial disc replacement in his neck on the advice of his medical team. The Sabres aren't thrilled with that option because of the lack of evidence of its effectiveness on elite-level athletes. As a result, Eichel may have played his final game for the Sabres. He will attract, of course, plenty of interest in the trade market, despite uh, his down season and injury issues. The Rangers... Uh, Freeman says are the obvious suitor given their interest in him last year they weren't willing to part with their 2020 first round pick because it was first overall but that could be an option this time around unless they win the lottery again uh, the Bruins and Blue Jackets could try said Freeman but uh, he wonders if they have the pieces the Bruins probably do not the Flyers Ducks and Kings could do it the Senators could as well 
but it might not make sense for them with uh, the good young core that they have. Uh, the Minnesota Wild also being floated as a possibility by the Athletics' Pierre Lebrun. There will be no shortage of suitors for sure for Jack Eichel. Another guy who could be on the move this offseason is uh, former Boston Bruins winger Phil Kessel. He was among the top 30 in goals this season. He's due a $5 million bonus for next season, followed by only $1 million in base salary. Uh, so they might be willing to dump that. They're looking for picks and prospects after getting dinged by the NHL for breaking the uh, combine rules. Uh, would be, uh, imagine they say lose uh, Craig Smith in expansion and then trade for Phil Kessel. Uh, that would be... That would be pretty cool, I think. I, I wouldn't mind having Phil Kessel finish off his career as a member of the Boston Bruins. What else is going on there? I think that's it. Oh, one COVID-related note, New York Rangers center Mika Zibanejad admitted he struggled to regain his form following his bout with COVID-19. Uh, he had three goals in his first 27 games, but rallied with 21 goals over his final 21 games, 29 games, sorry. Uh, so just a reminder of the dangers of COVID and how things can affect uh, even high-level athletes. That's it for today's episode. Like I mentioned, next couple days we will have some preview content with Amy from Locked On Capitals. Uh, if you're looking for something to watch, we just went through the Son of Sam Netflix documentary, which was uh, very well done, very captivating, very compelling, and um, I really did enjoy that despite the, you know, uh, content matter. I finished Detectorists uh, last night, and I'm probably going to rewatch Master of None with a new season coming in a couple weeks. Anyways, that's it for me. Thank you so much for taking some time to listen. Thank you for uh, the support throughout the regular season, and I really do hope that we're in for a couple months more of Bruins action here. Uh, don't forget to subscribe so that you never miss an episode throughout the playoffs. And uh, yeah, we'll be back tomorrow to begin previewing the first round matchup against the Washington Capitals. Take care of friends and take care of yourselves. Take care of each other and have a great Wednesday.